Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Snugcast. I'm your host DJ Walsh, sitting here in one of my favourite spots in Waterford, even though I've only recently found it, the snug area of Grady's Yard, looking at the beautiful window at the back of the bar, and I'm joined by three of my best friends in the world. To my left, Owen Tab. Owen, here in Grady's Yard, another episode of the fucking Snugcast. What are you drinking tonight? I, I do, actually know what I'm drinking. Someone <laughs> <laughs> oatmeal I'll, stout, is it? Here, I'll describe it later on because I, yeah, I literally <laughs> ordered it and you said I'll have the same as him. So. The Bishop's Collar, I think it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Something along them lines. Yeah, yeah. More from that later on. It's a lovely stout. Yeah, he's in great form, that. He's in great form. <laughs> Joined again, as ever, by a man who's received compliments on our Facebook page this week as a super guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the man to meet the legend. You've never seen him and Clark Kent in the same room together. Big Dave Queen. Big Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Even though uh, I am drinking a beer blend tonight, uh, lads. Something very exciting that's made only here in O'Grady's Yard, John Street's Waterford. Yeah, Grady's Yard. Grady's Yard. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, Great start. <laughs> cut, cut. Maybe uh, better get off and so it's called Citra Way. It's forty uh, percent. I don't actually know what the 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 sour beer is called. It's Castaway. Castaway is it? Passion fruit, uh, passion fruit sour from uh, Yellow Belly Beer. Sour vice. Uh, Castaway. It's one of their flagship. Uh, it's their flagship sour. And then their Citra uh, IPA. American Pale Thanks a million. <laughs> uh, well, you, all you need to know is it tastes absolutely delicious and Moorish, and it's going down a treat. Yeah, you're sipping away there, happy enough. Eating all my munchies. Eating all your munchies. Just to add to, uh, reference to the munchies, um, usually when you go into a pub in Ireland for overseas listeners, they'll have a packet of crisps or chips, as, as you guys would call them, and um, usually the chips are cheese and onion or salt and vinegar or whatever. Grady's Yard have, look this up, lads, chipsticks and meanies, and they're just delicious, like... Talk about tasting the Moorish, they're amazing. But uh, we have a guy who featured in the early days of the Snowcast and went into exile. And he's returned tonight like the Messiah. Simon Cahoon, what are you drinking tonight? Hi everyone, good evening, how are you all? Uh, it's lovely to be back. <laughs> DJ knows everyone else is drinking. I actually can't remember what this one's called either. That's the Trouble Brewing. Uh, this is the Trouble Brewing Juicy IPA. It's a delicious beer. Are they from Galway? No, Kill County Kildare. They're from County Kildare. Definitely not from Galway. Uh, so that's going well. It's actually a delicious beer. Really, it is. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Really juicy, really fruity. Um, we played a bit of football earlier on tonight. It's quite nice and refreshing, and uh, it's just hitting the spot. Goes well with some chipsticks as well. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Can I have a taste of it? Yeah, welcome. Well, actually, I haven't had a taste of this yet, so I'm keen. As always, the sniff test, the DJ sniff test. Yeah, you can smell the fruits right away. It's actually. It smells like beer. 
It's actually very similar to that uh, graciosa that I was having last week. Very similar. It's delicious. Yeah. Really nice. So, listeners, uh, Owen, the connoisseur of stouts, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what he's drinking because I'm also on it. It's a, it's an oatmeal stout. It's not. It's it's not a nitro stout. An oatmeal stout. That's a yellow belly. Uh, it's the yellow belly flagship stout, and it's the captain's table. Now, this is uh, absolutely delicious. You get to hit a coffee straight away. Really smooth. Um, it's not creamy because it's not a nitro, but it's really smooth. You get a hit of coffee and then that like sweetness. They put chocolate in it as well. You get that little sweetness as as an after kick, and it just finishes it off lovely. Re- really, <laughs> as as you can tell, it smells delicious. <laughs> it really runs off the the um, the tasting, and I've just gone through three quarters of a pint there, no butter, and it's sitting well. It goes down so nice absolutely fucking delicious so just part of intro I have a few things uh, a few bit of housekeeping knowing that I, I want to take care of first of all I uh, put up on Facebook during the week there last Saturday for the uh, the Solace Cancer Centre here in uh, Waterford there was a park run and it was very well attended it was a fundraising run um, just for the cancer centre here in Waterford the Solace Cancer Centre and I, I, I just want to give a big shout out to Tucker there Thomas O'Keefe that uh, is a keen, yeah, right. lis- keen listener and a big fan of the Snowcast uh, Tucker train. I, I saw him running the roads all the last couple of weeks and uh, he went he ran the solace run yesterday and then he played football tonight so fair folks to you Tucker uh, round the table clink of glasses for Tucker yeah, there lads yeah, on the talk um, so great shout and uh, as ever we, we love to support charities and we love to support local charities so uh, great job done by Tucker there and uh, no doubt uh, vital funds raised for a vital cause uh, also uh, keen aired listeners to last week's Snugcast that actually came out the night that we're recording this uh, would have heard a bit of background music at the start and a bit of background music when I interjected in the middle of the, the, the podcast and uh, we also want to give a big thanks to uh, one of Owen's best friends from his childhood Connor Dalton um, who actually helped us out with the team music there so you'll hear the team music coming into this episode you'd have heard it last week uh, Connor Dalton great job done Owen do you want to give Connor a shout out there? One of your best pals since you were a child. Yeah, fair play, Connor. Uh, I think uh, we might we might put it up as a separate release or something. Uh, yeah, you know, special, a, a bonus. Bonus, yeah. It's I don't know. It's about two minutes twenty. We're not going to have it yeah. as our full team music on the way in, but uh, can you get yeah. that as a polyphonic uh, ringtone? You can, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's that and the crazy frog. It'd be It'll actually be an amazing polyphonic ringtone. Yeah, it'd be better than the rude sandstorm back in the day. I've absolutely loved that. Popping around yeah. the house with it like that. It's, uh, it's great uh, so gr- thanks a million Connor I have a great story to tell about the, the team music uh, I had it playing on repeat in the kitchen when I was cooking during the week and Eve my girlfriend came in the kitchen she started bopping away giving it socks I started dancing back we were having a great dance off in the middle of the kitchen and I said do you know what this is for and she just went ah for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> that fucking snowcast snowcast again. taking over shout out to Neve as always uh, she's a fucking saint so listen um, I also want to say that Connor did that music I'd say in about half an hour. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I was like literally like, oh can I get a any chance you could do like team music for me like next morning? Here I was messing around there at breakfast. Here you go, like <laughs> no way. Unbelievable. Like, can't wait, 20, can't wait to listen to it. Oh, it's so good. And Cross like uh, if if you do uh, bring it out, are you gonna release you two kinda do it an impression of a kazoo as the B side, the, the previous theme tune? Uh no, but do you know what we That's were saying? Shame. Do you know what we were saying we should do is we, we should uh as a piss take put lyrics to the music yeah. and try and get Christmas number one so <laughs> that'll definitely happen that'll it? definitely happen yeah yeah uh, absolutely if not we'll get the Eurovision surely we surely get the Eurovision yeah. listen those lads got the Eurovision those <laughs> <laughs> lads got the Eurovision the last 10 years <laughs> if, we, if they can get it we can get it I can't do somersaults like them so um, you can down a pint better than I say I can down a pint better than most people as uh, anyone who's played tag rugby with me over the last three years will attest to. This is true. What's your look? Uh, obviously, Amanda uh, co-hosts a podcast about drinking beers. Is good at drinking beers. Shock horror. <laughs> Next news story. Uh, so, lads, that's been your intro. Now on to the main business. I just want to interject there, DJ, um, just before we kick on. Um, I'd just like to say a big congratulations uh, to the winner of the the three cans of uh, uh, three cans of yellow belly beer and the winner is Thomas Tucker Oki Yay 
Would you ever cop the fuck on with you, you big fucking idiot? Anyways, lads, I was sitting at home the other night. Cop on, really. I was sitting at home the other night watching uh, Netflix, and I flicked through Netflix, and then um, Joan, you come across the film, and you're like, Jesus, I actually read that book a couple of years ago, and you're like, right, I'll watch the film adaptation of it, and I'll see what it's like. And quite often, more often than not, it's a letdown. But the odd gem comes up and you've read the book, you watch the film and the film lives up to expectations. So, Owen, I'm going to come to you first on this. What is the best, (laughs) what is your favourite adaptation of a film from a book that you read? So I'm not talking about what's your favourite book that's made into a film, whether it's good or bad, or what's your uh, favourite film but the book was shite. I'm talking about what, what do you think, what film do you think is best Represented an, ab- an adaptation from a book to a film and carried the book through and uh, been true to the book. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, so I'll tell you ones that are shy first, right? Thanks. Uh, Do yeah, because that's exactly what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Harry Potter films are fucking. Those books are are magical. And Did you actually read the books? Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. We, were, we were all yeah. the age. When Harry was 11, we were 11. Like. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, shite. Um, I would probably have to say Jurassic Park. Right. Uh, killer book. Yeah. Killer film. And uh, it's one of those ones like with like the fucking, like the film <clears throat> pretty much matches the book. But then you have like the John Williams score and stuff, um, and all yeah. the music throughout it, and like just those action scenes as well. Possibly the best score of a film of all yeah. time. Possibly. <clears throat> and then it's Spielberg, isn't it? Gladiator. Yeah. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, and I, I, if you're talking about scores for a film, I'd throw out uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers as well for a score. But I think Jurassic Park score is fantastic. Uh, what? Rocky, one, two, three, four. Creed and Creed 2 when it comes out if you're talking about music <coughs> alright Grandpa my, f- my favourite score is that um, upside down Spider-Man kiss <laughs> <laughs> my favourite score is in the betweeners when she wanks them off at the teenage disco <laughs> anyway you were talking about Jurassic Park oh uh, yeah no like I just think like the, the action sequences the tension everything in that film is just absolutely amazing one of my favourite films like it's and it's, I, even even the trilogy it's one of the trilogies that it actually is very good watch all three films independently but as a trilogy as well yeah yeah no yeah uh, and, and I, I only read uh, the first like Jurassic Park the book but again there all the tr- trilogy are there I think there could be actually more uh, books and that like boy yeah quality definitely yeah, definitely. yeah. Uh, so BDQ what are you thinking Jesus uh, I I read a lot of non-fiction uh, so I'm trying to rack my brains in terms of <laughs> yeah uh, I suppose I'm I'm thinking of one actually that you've read as well Simon yeah it's called the uh, the great British coup and uh, oh, it's called uh, a very British coup. Cut that. <laughs> is that a movie? Mm. Oh, that'd be yeah. a great movie. It's a good book. It's um. Yeah, but how many books have you said that about different shit movies? Yeah, good point. The book is better than the movie. Uh, it it paints a picture of a a leftist kind of rise in government in the in Britain. Simon, you're probably going to tell me uh, that I'm I'm incorrect here or, or yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. 60s, 70s, uh, and they 70s, they devalue 50s. they devalue the British pound. They go against the IMF. They they uh, get investment from Russia. It's just it's kind of like it's actually kind of it could be it's kind of quite relevant for for today actually. Unbelievably relevant. And um, it, the the book is just gripping. Every chapter, every page, every plot unfold. It's just. Uh, it's but gripping. It, even if they're getting investment from Russia and stuff, it's nearly like it's quite far left. So it's almost Marxist, and it's like. But and uh, you can almost you can always say like obviously we had the ten year um, anniversary of our bank guarantee there. Was it um, through two three weeks ago? And like 
I suppose that, that was a, you know, you could, you could see that almost being an option in our, in our case. Instead of going to the IMF, you can go left field and get your, well, your financing from, yeah, exactly, burn the, burn the stakeholders. Like. Yeah. But uh, that, that's one that just sprung to mind uh, off, the, off, the top of my, off the top of my head. It's, uh, it was a gripping book, and uh, I'd highly, recommend, highly recommend the read. Yeah. It's called A Very British Coup. A Very British Coup, yeah. It's uh, definitely one to look over. I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm, I haven't read the book either. So I didn't even know it was, a, it was a movie. What I found reading the book was um, it's, it's a really fantastic book to read, and it's just it's incredibly frustrating because... I don't want to give the plot away, and I actually can't remember the whole plot, but like I, I could I have the gist of it. But essentially, uh, someone comes into power for a different party who hasn't been in power for a long, 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 long time, and then the other party and all their links and, and, and everything else just uh, kind of uh, cut their nose off to spite their face, if you like. like they ruin the country in order to uh, ruin this guy's reputation in order to, to get the power back. And it's really frustrating to read because it's like, would you not just give it a chance and let, you know, the, the guy comes into power with, with very good intentions and he's kind of, uh, doesn't stand a chance because it's all good intentions and trying to do the right thing for the country is nothing to do with politics in that book anyway. Um, and whether or not that's the case in, in real life, I don't know, maybe that's for a different thing to the Snugcast perhaps. Yeah. I know, look, I like discussing this kind of stuff, like, Snugcast is um, basically the kind of chat that goes on in pubs and kind of chat that goes on in pubs isn't always lighthearted. Sometimes the deeper depths of society and, and uh, human psyche are discussed in pubs. And the Irish pub is a great place where you can be absolutely surprised by individuals and their background knowledge and, and uh, I suppose, things that people have read into it that you wouldn't expect, especially people that you'd know in your local community and stuff. So this kind of chat is, uh, fascinates me and, and is, I suppose... Uh, is part of the premise of why we are so passionate about the Snugcast because that ability to communicate, get your point across in a pub, like you go into a pub now and people are on their phones and uh, they're, they're not engaging with each other, they're watching a match or listening to music, they can't, it's too loud to have a conversation. Uh, whereas this conversation where you end up getting into these in-depth details and uh, re- the core of real matters, it, I think is quite important to society and it's a skill that's being lost. So um, the fact that we, we come around, like before we did the Snowcast, we come around and have these conversations anyway is a testament to us trying to fucking keep that skill alive. And even that humour that, like, you know, when you get to that serious point in the conversation and someone in the pub just, like, it's delivers really a one-liner. Yeah. And just the timing and the skill in that... Like I'd hate for that skill to be lost. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Dave, like fantastic suggestion. Something to keep an eye uh, just, out for. Just to jump back in there as well, like uh, the those of you who are avid uh, Lele Show watchers, like myself, uh, it was a film from London last Friday. And um, just in terms of uh, you were saying some like well, how one party can be in in, uh, in government and just like you know they're they're trapped when they they're there to just fucking to destroy the like their their policies or whatever kind of turn a country on a course that could be detrimental to a whole a whole nation and uh graham norton was was uh interviewed by uh, ryan tuberty in i don't actually know where it was recorded in london but i heard westminster i didn't see him i heard it was in westminster but he gave a great analogy of like the current uh brexit fiasco that's uh, occurring in in uh, the uk and he's like you know it's such a british thing there's like you know i said i'd eat my boot I'd fucking eat my boot so fuck you all and that's what I'm going to do even though like like everyone knows like what are you doing like this yeah, is absolutely yeah, yeah. Biz- like you're- but I just thought that, uh, that that analogy that he used was, was fantastic so look it up it's a, it's, it's a nice little clip on YouTube or whatever yeah like I think Brexit is a whole other discussion it's, yeah, definitely, yeah. it's definitely something that we want to talk about on this podcast <laughs> but I think like um, we're only having a couple of points tonight Brexit is a leery topic I'd say Definitely, yeah. I, I really want to discuss Brexit but I really want to be oiled with 8 or 9 points when I'm discussing it like so um, yeah uh, actually just, just one point on Brexit there I saw a great tweet by uh, Frankie Boyle there today I saw it yeah it's oh. uh, just like uh, so like the one good thing to come out of Brexit is that um, I'm going to really enjoy the Irish seeing a British famine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to you, Frankie. Oh, come on, Frank. Uh, anyway, Dave, thanks a million for that. No Simon, your opinion on the best adaptation of a book to film? 
Well, it's not my opinion, it's actually a fact, DJ. <laughs> the, uh, the best... Uh, uh, yeah. uh, if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, uh, you might be surprised by this, but if you have seen the movie or read the book, you'll completely understand where I'm coming from. The best adaptation of a book to a film is the same answer as the best film ever, which is The Princess Bride. It is my favourite film of all time. It is the best film of all time. It comes from uh, a book written in 1973 by William Goldman. Uh, I actually did it the other way around, so I saw the, saw the movie about 50 times, and then I was like, oh, I should probably read the book now. Brilliant book. Best movie ever made. Uh, yeah, that's the end of it. What's the next, what's the next topic? <laughs> no more. This coming from the man whose favourite Irish person in history is Amy Huberman. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Um, my favourite adaptation of a book to a film is actually the middle part of a trilogy and it's the only part of that trilogy that's been adapted to film and I would love the other two films to be adapted or the other two books to be adapted to film. Uh, Jim Sheridan, if you're listening, get on it. Uh, my favourite adaptation of a book to a film is Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt which is a fictional tale of his upbringing in Limerick and... Uh, it's set in the most depressing era, in the, well, not the most depressing era in Irish history, believe it or not, uh, but it's set in a really depressing era, in a really depressing setting in Squalor and Limerick, with absolutely zero prospects, and the amount of humour that is contained in that book and film, and the amount of humour that he projects, uh, it just is a testament to how Irish people just go home with things when, when times are shit, like... Uh, you know, they're, they're, even one of the first scenes when they're in New York before they come home... And uh, he's himself and his brother, uh, are, are Maliki, are, are in the apartment with the little twins, um, twin brothers at the have. And his father's in the pub and his mother's out of work. And, and the neighbour comes in and says, dear God, what's that smell? And he just looks up at her in his little Irish accent and says, ah, no, missus, it's the twins. Their arses are shitty. <laughs> and just like, like, you know, they're in the depths of squalor and just like, it's all right, like that's all that the smell is, you know. Yeah, and yeah. they go on, like, and yeah, there's there's some brilliant parts of that. Like, he, he becomes a postman, he's delivering post to this girl with tuberculosis, and uh, he falls into a puddle on a rainy day. And she says, Come in next to the fire and dry yourself off. And he takes off his clothes and hangs them up at the fire. She comes in, she's like, That's a fine Mickey you have there. And she <laughs> just grabs him by the knob, like, and takes him on the couch. And uh, <laughs> just the narration then of the actor that plays him, like, is just like, uh, I, I, you know, anything could be happening to me. I could be getting the consumption. I could be dead in a week, but I couldn't give a fiddler's fart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. Like, and uh, I just thought I read the book. I read the trilogy first before I saw the film. Um, what are the other two in the trilogy? Oh Jesus, I can't think of it. Um, the names of them now are That's just. Right, we'll that yeah, no, 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 we want to fuck. Uh, they're gone from my head. Angela's bashes and Angela's <laughs> Angela's gashes. Angela's gashes. <laughs> Gangela's Gash set in Jamaica <laughs> set in a fucking set in a weed factory brothel in Jamaica Gangela's Gash um, <laughs> no uh, oh listen like, it, no but, but basically um, the, the, actually it's the first book in the trilogy I, I got that completely wrong but the middle book is him when he immigrates to America and how he's trying to find his way like cleaning jacks and all that kind of stuff and living in squalor in America and he eventually uh, goes and studies English and gets a scholarship and becomes a teacher and then the final book is him trying to like live his life as an adult with leaving everything behind us fucking fantastic trilogy of books to read but genuinely like it couldn't be it's it's one of the more depressive books that you read yet at the same time one of the more comedic like one of the more like comedic genius books that you read like it's that dark humour that just like you can't picture like like even even the fact that like their their brothers died of the consumption in the bed alongside them and they're at the funeral and they're blessing themselves and the two young fellas are like never the father and the son and the holy toast of men like just, <laughs> just fucking these little little snippets every now and again like and uh, ah absolutely fucking brilliant Andrew Lash is definitely my favourite but uh, I want to give a shout out as well. I make sure you, maybe this might lead into our next segment. Might do. What's our? Go on. What's our? I was gonna. I was no, gonna, you I, you give your shout out and then we'll surprise the boys. Don't know what's coming next. Because I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say uh, books that has led into a TV show. Yeah, it does tie you nicely to our next segment. So that that, that kind of segues nicely onto our next. Segues segment. nicely. Do you want to ask me the question now in the next segment? I'll answer that anyway. What I'm looking for and is I want to know, guys, what's your top three box set recommendations for the listeners? 
Owen. Right. So uh, what I was going to answer there is... Um, to your own question. To my own question, right? And to the previous question there is uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. That series of book, uh, Song of Fire and Ice. I've never uh, heard of that. What's that about? Um, it's about... Um, <laughs> it's about this girl who is kind of boring. <laughs> she's off from the fresh in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> Frank McCord Francis is a boy's and a girl's name uh, but yeah no uh, Game of Thrones so like the like so he's written uh, the books uh, and like he, so he, I don't know the books have been going since like, is it the 80s or something like he's it's taken about like 30 years to write six books and it's just uh, like I don't know it, it's just so so long and tedious and they're still waiting for the new book which is The Winds of Winter yeah. and that's been I think about 10 years but, in the making but, or something but that's it like the, the TV series has caught a snowball so quick that all of a sudden now he needs to speed up his writing to keep uh, TV series churning out to uh, so actually the, the TV series has overtaken the books really I didn't know that yeah, that's so like, I only watched Game of Thrones for the first time last year I yeah. only started oh, oh lad yeah. it's quality so I won't ruin anything then very good but yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and but like, so he wrote the books, and then he wrote the, the the screenplay, let's say, for the TV series. And then he just started kind of making a few changes. So like, you know, some characters are omitted, and you know, it, like it takes pretty much the same route, but like just little bits have gone um, from from, yeah. from the TV show, or or new bits have been added in, or there's been a little change in direction. It's kind of still following the same plot. But like just little bits have come along, so it's really fascinating, like reading and watching both, because you're like always comparing and contrasting yeah. the two and seeing like, and you kind of get this extra info from the book, or you know, uh, because in the book obviously they can go into all the detail of like, I don't know, why did this mur- person murder someone? Like in the in the in the TV series, you just see a fucking sword going through a lad's eye, like, and you know, but like there's uh, there, like there's background of like this is a revenge mission or something, you know, within the books. So yeah, I like. I think that uh, uh, that TV show in itself is, without even reading books, is absolutely quality. Like the production values, HBO like yeah, series, so they make like, they, fantastic like, uh, TV like, shows, like like The Sopranos and things like that. Yeah, like and so they do West Wing as well, don't they? Uh, yeah, West Wing, yeah. Westworld, and uh, Entourage. And oh, Entourage, quality, really good. The Wire, really seedy. The Wire is fucking. So ah, G- Game of Thrones in your top three. Give me two others for the listeners. Uh, actually, maybe The Wire. The Wire? Yeah. That was going to be my top one. That was going to be my top one as well. Yeah, That's yeah, the best. Tough shit, lads. He sat, <laughs> the wrong side. he sat the wrong side of the table. Uh, and my third... Um, I was I was really into House. Do you remember? Like, oh, yeah. College. House is quite good, yeah. House is really good. I just said, uh, like, it ended up kind of, like, every episode was the same fucking formula. It was just yeah. like, you know, House, like, this guy comes in with a, like... They haven't a clue what's going on with him. He's, he lobs a few Vicodin in and... Lobs a few Vicodin in. Uh, then he, go, he, like, he sends the doctors out to the person's house. And break, they have, in. They break, have break in. They, they break in, yeah. Steal then, a parrot. Yeah, have usually. a look around. Yeah, steal, steal a parrot yeah. or a pigeon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they go, oh, the pigeon... Test the pigeon's scrotum. No, it's like normally like, oh, the pigeon shot in the water. Yeah, and he, yeah, you know, oh, obvious. And he will you know, wash his face in the yeah. water. And like, you know, but then he's like, oh, fuck, actually it's not that after all. And then some other. He has sex too. with a woman with HIV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually love uh, one of the one of the, like the running jokes in it is that uh, like so they come along and they're like, oh uh, maybe maybe it's lupus, right? And like throughout the entire series, it's never, never ever lupus. ever lupus. And like it's just like one of those things where like after like I don't know about six seasons on it, they're like, Do you know, like will you ever shut up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Big Dev Queen. Well. I'm not going to back down from my number one. No, it, no, it, 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 go with it. It is The Wire. Uh, I remember... Who's your favourite character in The Wire? Oh, Bunky. Oh. Bunky Love. Uh, well, I remember uh, when I first started watching, I was I just moved to Canada from... Finished my masters. A bunch of us uh, moved over to Vancouver, and I was introduced to The Wire, and I think I watched... Is it six? How many seasons? Six? Five. Five? Five, yeah. I think I watched all five seasons in space of... Uh, six seven days and I was like fucking part, like everything that I saw was like the wire as I was relating like life to this TV show she, she yeah um, 
Second would be the league. Have you ever watched the league? Oh, stop. It's a that's quality. That's a great show. That's uh, finished now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's what? like fantasy football league. Yeah. Oh, yeah? And American, the fo- uh, American football, fantasy football league. The characters and, are gold. Yeah, oh, so good. I'd highly, highly recommend uh, a watch of that. And then for my final, uh, my final one, I'm actually going to marry two TV uh, shows together because they're quite, they're quite small. Um, is uh, Yes Minister? Uh, yes. I uh, really, really uh, like that on Faulty Towers. I think uh, it's a quality, yeah. quality TV easy show. Watching, kind of. oh, like, I shouldn't even think of the classics. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I, I was thinking of really my answer. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like that. That is just you could like stick that on and watch it uh, all day long. So they're uh, they're they're mine. Excellent, Dave. Fucking brilliant. Uh, Simon So my three new ones Don't mind that bollocks I wouldn't mind but he's only having one pint tonight And he's still acting (laughs) Simon uh, I'll come to you Your three Uh, I'd rather talk about The Princess Bride For a bit longer (laughs) I feel like I didn't explain myself And then you uh, Destroyed me with Angela's Ashes But The remake The Princess Bride And Amy Huberman Plays The Princess Do you know what It wouldn't be any better it actually wouldn't be any better. It is already perfect. I love Amy Human. Sorry, Amy, if you're listening, which you probably are, but uh, you would not improve The Princess Bride even if you were in it. Hey, she liked one of her tweets. You might be. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, I had to write mine down because <laughs> I've got a really short memory. <laughs> so, number one is The Wire. Has anyone heard of that before? <laughs> I don't know what you guys said. I was busy no, writing down my list. What, what's it about? Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> it's, it's about telecoms. Who's your favourite telecoms wires? Either uh, McNulty or Leicester. Oh yeah, McNulty. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's all they're all brilliant, aren't they? It's, it's unbelievable. Like it should have. Um, sometimes it should have subtitles. And what I love about it is, and kind of hate about it is, like you might be watching and what is going on, and then four episodes later, it suddenly all makes sense. Like there's a lot to it. Like it's. Uh, oh, it's just a, absolutely brilliant. Oh, my other favourite character is. Um, oh, in oh. in. Uh, in Boardwalk Empire, he's called Chalky. I can't think what his name is in uh, in it. Jim's so got a big scar across his face. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, him. Yeah, the guy who whistles. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, come on. No? Okay. Well, anyway, him. Yeah, if, you're, if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, text in. It's Trey and the Boy's favourite fucking episode. I can't even remember the, the name of the beer I ordered like five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Desperate. Was that like, that was Life probably, in the snowcast. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the thing that kind of kicked Idris Elba off, was it? Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, he was yeah, trying to bell in it. Yeah, was he Luther it. before that or after that? After it. Yeah, or was yeah, he? After, yeah, yeah. 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 Luther's like relatively no, that's old enough. No, they're still filming Luther. I know, there's but new, like, yeah, it started yeah. years back. It was only about four series of it though, and like, and there's only what, about three episodes? That's because he was busy doing The Wire and everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fair few episodes. And actually, like Dave, I watched all of that in a week. I finished my medical exams, and then I watched all of them in a week after that. Yeah, we were, we, like, it was, I just consumed oh, it. Like, I lived forced, The Wire. Forced into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, number two. I don't know if many people in Ireland have watched this or not. It's called People Just Do Nothing. And oh, it is... so good. It is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It's uh, Chibadi G. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably my favourite ever. Is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So uh, I'm slightly biased. It's filmed, it's filmed about three miles away from where I'm actually from. And uh, if anyone hasn't watched it, which is probably quite a, f- a lot of people... It's, it's on um, Netflix. It's on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, unbelievable. That's really good. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love that one. I, I haven't seen that, so now I'll have it. Uh, listen, on listen, make that top of the list. PJDN, people just do nothing. Shout out to Chibadi G. <laughs> Karaft FM. Unbelievable. It does it, is it just me? Does it kind of have the feel of like when Ali G just broke onto the scene? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, like Chibadi G was a bit like Ali G was like a bit part in it. Yeah. And then he's just blown up and he's massive like he's uh, he's big like when well, I say he's big he does like the British Airways adverts and stuff like that he was ringside for the AJ fight there the other night yeah, do you know he's, he's, he's made it he's, he's made absolutely it. made it legend he's tweeting a lot of shit and everything during that as well yeah like, he's yeah, just, yeah. Oh, he's, he's nearly constantly in character oh like, he's too funny uh, yeah, big fan of uh, PJDN. So anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a mockumentary about uh, pirate DJs in Brentford. Shout out to the Brentford crew. 
and it's absolutely Corrupt unbelievable. FM, Corrupt yeah. FM, yeah, exactly. Love it. Um, anyway, so that'll be my second one. Huge fan of that. And then third one, a little bit different now. It's called Chef's Table. I don't know if anyone's seen oh, Chef's Table. Oh, it's on, it's on my yeah. list on Netflix. I'm very good. It's very good. Like it's, it's easy watching, and it's um, again, if anyone hasn't seen that very different to the other things we've been talking about but it's uh, it's kind of a documentary about all the kind of the best chefs in the world but it's kind of it's so cinematic and it's so visually amazing and like the the insight into these people's lives and the way they think and the way they work and how committed to what they do they all are is just spectacular it's unbelievable and like realistically I've probably never eaten any of their restaurants and every any of the food that they make but just seeing what they do and how they do it um, and the way that it's all put together is amazing what I really like about it is that um, you like they, so they take it out of the kitchen and it's like them at home and yeah, stuff and yeah like, yeah like, you know some of the shit that they just you know whip up like for lunch and things like that you know there's like loads of yeah. like, little outtakes and stuff and, it's like, like Michelin star standard like. yeah. yeah exactly well, like, I remember one bit that sticks in my mind is where um, I think it's actually the very first episode this Italian guy with like two or three Michelin stars and um Sorry, I can't remember your name if you're listening, but you're a really good chef, one of my faves. <laughs> and uh, they interview his wife, and they're saying, like, he's just consumed by food and recipes and everything else. And she's saying, like, they'll be at the cinema, and then he'll, she'll say, like, oh, what do you think of the film? And he'd be like, I'll be honest, I don't really know. I was thinking, like, what if you could make ice cream invisible? How cool would that be? And then he'll, like, try and make ice cream invisible or, you know, whatever it might be. It's just amazing to see how their, how their minds work. And I tell you, I kind of, I don't know if it's a funny story or not, but I'll tell you a story about me watching it. So I was, um, uh, I was doing a, an on-call shift about six months ago and um, I've been up for most of 24 hours at this stage and I went and got myself a, a, a big old dirty breakfast roll with like black pudding, sausage, bacon, Delicious. two fried eggs, the lot, like everything in it. And I sat in the in the on-call room and I and I ate this. And I was like, oh, I'll give myself a bit of company. So I watched an episode of The Chef's Table. So the episode I watched is about this, this Buddhist monk woman who makes, like, these amazing food from, like, everything's natural. It's all vegan. It's all, like, she kind of grows it herself and she makes her own soy sauce and she makes, like, kimchi and kombucha and all these kind of things. And uh, I kind of had this moment where she was, they were talking about... The guy I was talking about was saying she makes this like lotus tea stuff, and he's like, it's so delicious. It's basically like water, but with the most subtle extra flavour in it, and like it's just perfection. And I was listening to this while I horsed into this baguette with like every kind of processed meat you could imagine. I've been awake for 24 hours, so yeah, chef's table. That gets on my on my list. Calorie central. That's it. Uh, if I was to give my three, I'm going to go reverse order. I'm going to go number three first. So number three for me would probably be Friday Night Lights, just for oh, a nah. easy, easy watch. So pure good. cheese. Fucking. What's the, what's the saying? Full heart. Clear eyes. Uh, clear eyes. Full heart, heart can't lose. Yeah, that's it. And as well, like um, it's it's not an adaptation of a book. The book was adapted to a film, but it's like reflective of a book. It's like a segue from a book. So the um, TV, there's a TV series on that as well. Yeah, no, yeah. it's the TV yeah, yeah, series yeah. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry. There's a film which is an adaptation of the book, yeah. and then it took the, the TV, TV series, series, which was like you know yeah. basically um, a, a parallel to the book, for want of a better phrase. So it's kind of extended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the same kind of concept, but like just completely. Uh, Ran a different kind of storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never heard of it. Oh, oh lad, get yeah. on it. Simon get never. on it. Phenomenal. Yeah? yeah, yeah. It's pure cheese, like. Oh, pure cheese. Like high school Perfect. football. High school football. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dylan yeah. Panthers, Texas. Yeah. Got it. Actually, got a mention on last week's uh, Snowcast yeah, yeah. as well. Um, number two for me would have to be uh, the U.S. office. Really? The US Andrew, office. Better than the, better than the UK office. Wow. Oh, like miles better than the UK office. Really? Like the UK office is like what is is like the rough sketch of it, and then they perfected it with the US office. Like the US office for me is the easiest watch, the biggest laugh, and like, I I just like that's a big statement. I don't know. Like I like to be controversial. 
Oh no, it's fucking quality. It's absolutely man. quality. I mean, what do you reckon? Is it, I haven't watched much of the American one. Is, is the American one better than the British one? Yeah, I think I think um, just because as well that like, it runs longer. Yeah. So it has like eight seasons and it stays. Yeah, develop characters. It's, it's developed characters yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just it stays quality as well. Whereas yeah. like I think like obviously fucking Richard Gervais and the, the boys are so good yeah, in the like, UK office, but like it's just it's just cut and it's like you know the way like where you say the likes of Father Ted or whatever is like. I think caught at the perfect time. Mm. Whereas, like, I think the UK office could have, they could have kept going. Like, you know what I mean? They could have. Ricky, Ricky Gervais kind of took off too much, and well, he took off, and then, but yeah. sure, like, then he went to to write the US office. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like kind but, of, but from like from a career point of view, he probably made the right move. Yeah, so you know. And I'd say number one for me, it, it it took me about three years to watch it because it just I started watching it at a time in my life when I was ultra busy, like you know end of college doing finals trying to get all their stuff sorted moving around houses every couple of months and stuff the Angeles, like, is it? no 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 <laughs> go on <laughs> go on quality quality that whole one ringing that bell like she fucking nailed it uh, number one for me is Sons of Anarchy Never seen it. Have you never seen Sons of Anarchy? I've never seen it. Lads. I know what it is, but I never seen it. Sons of Anarchy for me, like, um, so it's just all action. You get really into it, and the characters are absolute fucking devils, like, they're absolute cunts, but you you see their backstory and their family ties and stuff, and then you develop a relationship with them that you're, you, you feel affection towards them, and when you run through the whole lot they kill off key characters at the exact right point we were like no they've fucking gone too soon but then they move on real quickly yeah. and it's just one of those like not to give any spoilers we can only eat fucking eat to watch it yet but it's fucking absolutely brilliant so Sons of Anarchy for me um, just one that when you get into it you can't stop watching it it's one of those ones where you'll end up spending a weekend where you're saying fucking hell I've just watched like 14 hours of television non-stop like so Sons of Anarchy for me lads great great fucking yeah, answers on we left a few key ones out there like uh, the OC if you want to remember Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> Dawson, Dawson's Creek and all that Dawson's Creek yeah, yeah. missed that one <laughs> you're some knob what <laughs> <laughs> back to uh, babes wife yeah. <laughs> Ah, fair city, like that's a that's a quality one. Right, lads, impromptu fucking question that I hadn't thought of beforehand. But right, the best name of a film or TV series? We used to do this in college in physiology lectures. Best name of a film or TV series that can be turned into a porno without changing the a word of the title of it? Oh, that can't. That, that you can't, can't change. Yeah, can't change it. Can't change it. I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell I was going to give an example and say gone in 60 seconds but <laughs> uh, uh, Toy Story Fast and Furious Father Ted <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell The Wire The Wire Four Weddings and a Funeral <laughs> <laughs> that's five scenes right there <laughs> right along <laughs> and uh, on that lovely note lads um, Princess Bride <laughs> <laughs> obviously uh, so, that's a posh bank if ever there was one <laughs> that's what we meant by the quick quips that you don't find in pubs anymore uh, listen lads uh, on that note we'll wrap it up uh, it's been a fucking fantastic snowcast um, as ever Big Dave we love fucking having you on listen we'll give you a shout every week Simon great to have you back man great to be back absolutely fucking loved having you on it's been an absolute ball and um Jeez, we can't leave it as long for the next time. Um, I just want to say now, lads, we're, we're, we've been blessed to be in Grady's yard. So, um, do you know what? We're going to give uh, Vic, the assistant manager here in Grady's yard, a couple of minutes now to tell us this episode is coming out on uh, Monday, the 22nd of, this, of October. December, I nearly said there. <laughs> and uh, just if you're in Waterford, you're in Waterford for the bank holiday weekend, they have uh, an upcoming event coming on Sunday. And... Uh, We'll go on out to myself and Vic chatting about their Halloween party that's coming up on Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, joined here on the Snugcast by Vic Dunphy, the assistant manager here at Grady's Yard. And uh, anyone that listens to the Snugcast will know that we're very big fans of Grady's Yard here. Love to come in and have a few points. So um, we just want to give them a shout out and uh, uh, promote an event that they have on this uh, bank holiday weekend in October. So anyone in Waterford, get down to it. Uh, we're going to, to have a chat about it now. And anyone not in Waterford but thinking of coming out for the bank holiday weekend, get down and get into Grady's Yard. Listen. 
I, I'm not bad at you. I was selling. I don't. I do, but you want a job, do you? Uh, well, if you want to pay me for drinking in here, I'll gladly take it. Um, so, Vic, uh, Sunday the 28th of October, there's a Halloween party going on. Halloween-ish yes. party. A Halloween-ish party, yeah. We have um, some absolutely savage DJs coming down here. Um, As Mud is what the lads have been going by for years. They're fairly well known in, in Waterford. Uh, ben Lahan and Steve yeah. O'Connell is their names. They're unbelievable. Um, so they're going to do the kind of vibe that we're we're kind of promoting in here anyway. The exact kind of music that we're playing. Um, strictly vinyl as well. Just show that out there for all the vinyl heads. It's going to be a class night. Oh, we're big fans of the vinyl and the snowcast. So they kind of play a bit of 80s punk, a bit of indie, a bit of hip-hop, yeah, a bit time. of electro. Yeah. A, a kind of good eclectic mix yes a bit for everyone yeah, and totally. you'll just find your groove totally. and you don't play the music too loud in here it's yeah. kind of almost like uh, the backdrop to a good night as Big opposed time. to the folks of the good night yeah that's totally done on purpose like you can go into any kind of pub that you want to and you listen to good music and it's deadly but the whole atmosphere in here is to come in chill out have a few drinks with your friends and do like what you're doing tonight just chill out and have a laugh you know I mean that's that's exactly why we love this place because yeah. we can come in and record a podcast yeah. a bit of background noise is what we want it's not too much more than that and, yeah. and, and it's ideal for us uh, you're encouraging fancy dress but it's not strictly uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not going strictly fancy dress I, I am definitely encouraging fancy dress I love Halloween and a lot of the staff here love Halloween as well so we're very excited to decorate the place I am encouraging everybody to dress up because we're all yeah. going to be dressed up like Halloween is great crack you know oh it really is like uh, I, I'm really looking forward like uh, I'm actually away that weekend but I'm back late the Saturday night so I'm definitely going to try and get in and um, we, we, we Jesus even, even even if we get a chance we might do an old bonus uh, special feature from here but uh, you're encouraging a bit of fancy dress and um, just uh, what time are you kicking off and uh, about 9.30 around half 9 is usually a good mark for it so like we'd be encouraging people because we can get really really busy as you know yourself on the weekends people to get in here if they want to have their little hideaway in their snugs or have a decent table to come in about 9.30 like you have a great selection of boots and, and little, but, but even at that if, you, if you're coming in and you look in the door and it's a bit it, it looks busy and the boots are taken like there's some fantastic little nooks and crannies totally. that you can just hide away into and have your few points and yeah there's loads of places that yeah. you can actually just chill out and relax in you know mm. Oh, listen, you have to come in and see it to believe it. Like, it's a fantastic setup. Uh, so, uh, events going on during the night then. You've got a couple of, couple of drinks lined up. Well, we have our famous infusions that are fastly becoming fairly popular anyway. Yeah. They're just flying out every time we have them. So, I'll give you a hint of one that we have because we yeah. can't give everything away. No, definitely don't. We have to just kind of tease it out. But one that we're going to be doing is Voodoo Vodka, obviously. For Halloween, and that is going to be vodka, blood orange, mango, and pineapple. Oh. Very, very excited for that one. It's going to be class. Blood orange, mango, and pineapple. Yes. Good bit of sourness, good bit of sweetness. Totally. Like there, it's going to really like light up the palate there, and uh, it's going to be an easy drink. Big time. Yeah, very easy drink. And um, the infusions. I I want to know. Uh, I hear you're really good at coming up with the names for the infusions. Yes. What kind of debate goes on? Who who, who do you fight over it? Or? <laughs> so we have a WhatsApp group with all of us and the staff and. Um, it's encouraged to be as creative as you possibly can and as you know yourself we're after coming up with some amazing names yeah. I am not very good at coming up with the names but I am very good at coming up with the balance of flavours yeah. I leave the name coming up with to the staff and they're after lashing out some absolutely brilliant ones Ginger like, Swiss is my Gindler personal favourite but we actually called one the other day Gin Milan and I was like that has to be done well, like, if you're in Waterford that has to be absolutely. done absolutely did, did Johnny come in for a while or? no he hasn't been in yet. yet if he's yet. listening tell yeah. him to knock in please if he's listening now, we, we'll bombard him on Twitter with like get in Definitely, definitely. There's Gin Milan on the house for John Milan, uh, definitely. We also have a challenge for you now. Before okay. before Christmas, we want a Snogcast-themed infusion. Oh, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to put that we back We collaborate on that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we we'll we collaborate on that, absolutely, definitely. 100%. And... Um, You'll have the regular selection of yellow belly and guest taps as well. The usual stuff and what we're hoping to have and um, what we're definitely going to be having once again, the Halloween theme, we're going to have White Ghost. It's a sour from um, Stone Berlin, they're called. Uh, standard sour Berliner rice. It's going to be really, really tasty. Yeah. I've tasted it and it's they, unreal. They do their sours really well in Germany. Oh, like, so, like And this time of the year as well, German yeah. beer is well promoted in October. It's quite seasonal and topical as well. Yeah. And... Um, just uh, to finish up then spine tingling soiree like lads if you're thinking of, like they threw that on Facebook and I saw it there yesterday or the day before and I had a nearly chuckle to myself like uh, I'm going to make I'm going to do everything I can to get down the only fucking issue I have now is I try and think of a costume a costume everybody's saying the same yeah. thing like what am I going to dress up as uh, someone in my frame I won't get away with like a Disney princess or something but <laughs> give I'd give it a go like, would you give it a crack I think yeah. I'm going to dress that's Jeez. all I use <laughs> 
<laughs> I've gone out worse probably at some stage. Uh, listen, thanks a million for joining us Snugcast uh, this week. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to coming along on Sunday, hopefully. Um, Having, having a shot of the infusion having a few guest taps and uh, just a few wines as well oh yeah absolutely all the regular wines to have very very tasty all from Wine Lab as well fantastic Vic thanks a million for joining thanks us thanks very much for having me on Cheers. the ball we'll talk to you soon take it easy so guys thanks a million for listening tonight uh, thanks for Vic for joining in and uh, se- selling the Sunday night to us um, I'm definitely going to try and get in in a costume and see how I go um, so from all of us here lads parting words for the listeners uh, watch the Princess Bride. It's been loving having you. Slan, go forward. Stay away from yourselves. Snowcast the boo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.